As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to MAF Sports Take. Whether it's breaking news or sports business, this is your home for unmuzzled and unconventional sports talk. With assistant general manager, director of player personnel, and three-time world champion on his resume, David Turner has a thing or two to teach you about pro football. At his side is Ryan Roberts, former college football player, football coach, and NFL Draft Bible's director of scouting. Together, they're here to take you on a deep dive into what goes on in the world of sports. Ryan and David, take it away. Welcome to Mav Sports Take. We're episode 56 here. 56, I can't believe we're already that far in. Your weekly podcast for sports, business, and a whole lot more. The business of sports that you hear about and a lot that you do not. Here we tackle everything. There is no filter. This is unmuzzled sports talk. We have a great show for you tonight with the season starting this Thursday. We are recording on a Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern Time, live on Mav Sports Take uh, and Mav Sports <coughs> live stream. Excuse me. We're also live on YouTube and Facebook. And with the season starting on Thursday, we want to get a little fantasy football action going on in here. I know personally, I am on five, four different fantasy leagues this year, including a dynasty league. So we want to get to really get into some um, to some expert opinions in the fantasy world. So we have Mr. Kevin Coleman coming on, who's a featured Devi writer at Fantasy Pros, co-host of the Debbie Royale, co-host of Super Fantasy Bros, and also a member of the Triple Play Fantasy team. To take it a step further, after we talk to Kevin about a little fantasy action, we're going to talk to Jason Centrella, who uh, David and him are actually starting a, a new podcast, DFS, um, sorry, Dual Threat DFS to talk about the betting world along with the fantasy world as well. And I know David's going to kind of give us a little insight onto that. And then guess what? Three interviews tonight. We got Mr. Quay Holmes, who is a star running back for East Tennessee State this past week at 149 yards, 6.5 yards per carry in a 23-3 victory over SEC in-state foe. Vanderbilt. So action-packed show. We're going to have Kevin on in just a couple of minutes. Before I start, I always have to say this, you know, first and foremost, hope everybody out there is doing really well. This is an interactive podcast. So if you want to throw some questions in for any of our guests while we have them on, 
please feel free. It's going to be a really fun show. But of course, the first thing that we always do every single week after the intro is David Turner. How are you, my friend? Feeling much better. Back back to get at it. And yeah, we've got a couple new things going here at Mavericks. Been working at them while I've been uh, down and on the couch. And now they're finally ready to, you know, allow our viewers, our audience, our fans to know what's going on here. And one of them is the new podcast that I will be doing with Jason. And it's all about, you know, DFS, you know, daily fantasy sports. And we'll, we will be posting twice a week on uh, Tuesdays and on Saturdays to help you line your lineups. So we'll get into more of that when Jason's on, but that is just one of the announcements that we will be making this evening. I love the announcement. David, can I actually ask you one quick question before we let Kevin on? So as far as the new podcast, that is, is that strictly football? Cause obviously we're very football centric or is that from a full sports world? Right now, <laughs> with our expertise, it's going to be a football-centric going into this season. We will do a little bit of college, but a lot of NFL stuff for the NFL games and stuff. I've been learning a lot about this DFS world, and they get really specific. You can do single games. You can do multiple games. You can do leagues. You can do so many different things I didn't even know was possible. It's like when we did our uh, 2K episode, and we start talking to Charlie and the Warriors coach and everything, and then you start realizing more and more, right? Because uh, here in Arizona, the, the FanDuel and and um, DraftKings has not been legal up until three days ago or so, seven days ago. So, yeah. you know, it's a brand new season. That's why uh, Jason kind of approached me. was like, hey, why don't we duel it out? I'm the guy who plays all the time. You're the NFL scout, and then you get an account, and, you know, we'll see who wins at the end of the year. And I was like, bet, let's go. <laughs> bet literally I yeah like literally that's awesome man so we're gonna get into that conversation with jason which i know we're excited about we're gonna bring on kevin now uh to talk everything fantasy for us we got kevin coleman popping on with us right now as i said in our intro kevin does a lot of things uh first and foremost you can follow him at the boys underscore 22 on twitter he's a featured debbie writer at Fantasy Pros, co-host of the Debbie Royale, co-host of Super Fantasy Bros, is also a member of the Triple Play Fantasy team. Kevin, appreciate you hopping on, man. How are you? Hey, man. I'm doing good out here in California, just enjoying the hot weather, trying to stay cool. Uh, it's 105 degrees again. I thought we were over this, but we are not. Uh, so you know how that goes. No no water, and it's hot as heck. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on. I respect you guys. I respect what you guys do and your side and everything. So it was always an honor to come on here and talk to you for a little bit. You know what I love about that intro right there is he's he's hurting at 105. I'm over in Arizona. We're happy it's 105 today, and it's not 110 or 115. Like I literally was on the phone with my aunt earlier. She's like, "How's the weather?" I'm like, "Oh, it's only 105 today. It's perfect." Yeah. <laughs> Man, we we've been getting like 90 in New Jersey, and it is awful to me. So I don't know how you guys do it. To be honest with you, you West Coast guys are weird. I don't I don't know how you do it, man. Hey, listen, yeah. listen, young buck. When you get, you know, you gotta get thick skin. Uh, you know, you gotta thin your skin out a little bit there. Ugh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to that. But Kev, I know we really want to touch on a lot of things in the fantasy world here. Of course, I think for casual fans, obviously, we're talking redraft leagues, where you know the the you know your 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 team is going to change every single year, and then we get into the. Uh, dynasty leagues where, hey, you're keeping those players for a long period of time. And then we're talking about Devi leagues where we're talking about drafting college football players and it gets super in-depth. So I wanted to take us to the Devi side because I know that you do a lot of work in that area. So can you just – how did you get into the Devi leagues? And just give me a little glimpse of how in-depth the research goes because I've seen some people clip, you know, all guys in, coming out of high school and stuff. It seems like it's, it gets pretty crazy in the Devi world. <laughs> 
you know, it can get uh, it, it's it's about as crazy as you want it to be. Uh, you know, Debbie can, can Debbie's one of those things that's addicting, especially if you love college football and if you love prospects. It's just one of those other areas that can get in there. How did I get into it? You know, I was I've been playing dynasty for a long time, and one of my buddies is just in a league, and he's like, "Hey, we have an opening in our Debbie league," and I'm like, "Oh, what's Debbie?" And then and he was like, "Oh, it's where you can draft college football players." And then I knew I was going to be hooked because as college football is my first love, it's everything that I've always been. And so, like when I found out I could draft my favorite college football players and just add that level of just you know we're a little crazy uh, of like just to my leagues, and now I can trade like Bryce Young for Patrick Mahomes in a league. That stuff just gets awesome and fun and and that's kind of how i started and one of my first ever debbie picks was uh, zico elliott and even though i'm a michigan fan unfortunately i had to take ohio state guy because they have all the talent uh and i took Z the recruiting department right there Ooh, yeah, life fire, life fire. i can do that as a michigan fan i feel like i have the the, the right uh but you know <laughs> then you, then you i took zeke and then zeke became a cowboy and i'm a cowboy fan uh and so it, it kind of hooked me and so ever since then i've been in it and man you know, like research can go as much as possible. I'm in one league that we can we can draft high school players, freshman high school players. So people have already drafted Arch Manning. Uh, people have drafted <laughs> some of these guys that are coming up. So like you got to recruit a little bit. I know some other degenerates that are in like you can draft. It's like a hundred round startup, and like you can literally draft. Like they're drafting guys like like eighth graders i know people drafting eighth graders now i'm not that crazy um but as far as like my research goes you know i focus on the seniors um, that are in high school and i really break them down i started i started going over all my top 100 seniors in june and july uh and i look at prospects for next year's class i have a big board uh we're going to be doing some stuff for fantasy pros this year to where we're going to be releasing our rankings and stuff uh but i really go in depth basically for high school seniors and i start looking at recruiting that way uh, and, and just do profiles in each guy, and, and that's how I kind of get got started, and that's what I do. Kev, is is it get like super? Let, let me choose my words the best way. So, like when you're scouting a senior and they go down the pipeline, do you get like super proud if you're like, I hit on that man. I knew that guy was going to be good, and now he's great. Yeah, I mean, we all know that like a lot of it's luck, right? Especially high yeah. school players. And as a high school coach, I know like. There's so much there's so much variables that goes into play with these guys and if they hit or not. But it is fun to watch, and I will say you get better. Like you get better at scouting and understanding like how players hit, and it helps you with dynasty because you know what you're looking for in a prospect. And if they don't hit those measurables as a freshman, really, then mm-hmm. for me personally, like I, I'm just staying away from them altogether. Even if they they have good years in college, like we saw Kenneth Gainwell, I was kind of always out on Gainwell. I like him, like I do. I have him on as a breakout player but I wasn't as high as others because of I saw his profile and, and the NFL doesn't want that profile anymore. And so like you, you learn how that kind of goes through the system. So like, it's fun though. Like, and when you get it right, you're like, yeah, see, I do know what I'm talking about. Then you don't talk about the other 10 misses that you had. So that of makes course you look not. As a scout, you never talk about the no, misses. Never, you never. only highlight the makes. Yeah. That, this is fantasy Twitter to a nutshell. I there. I only talk about the hits. The misses, that that wasn't me. That was somebody else. I don't know. If that was talking. somebody. I took a recommendation. I should have known better. Something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, who are some of these breakout NFL players that not a lot of people are talking about? Like who give us give us a few that uh, we can, you know, hang some price tags on. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I, it's funny when I saw this. It's so hard because everybody, I feel like everybody talks about it all the time. Like uh, everything, I feel like every player gets there. But three guys that I really, uh, I, I, I don't want to, I think breakout can be determined in different ways. But I think Darnell Mooney is going to have an amazing year this year for the Bears. Uh, you know, for me, from a fantasy perspective, I think as soon as Justin Field starts, playing and actually it's not Andy Dalton's carcass throwing the ball back there. I do think that Darnell Mooney can be realistically be a wide receiver three. So I'm not saying that he's going to be jump up all the way up into those top two uh, tiers, but he's getting drafted like ADP is like 54. So realistically he's getting drafted almost as a wide receiver six. That's incredible value to me. I do think that he, he had out of all the wide receivers last year, he had the most um, potential air yards, but because of the quarterbacks that he had last year, he had the most unrealized air yards as well. So that just shows that he needed a more accurate quarterback. I think when Fields is there, he's going to definitely pop off there. Whoa, you think Fields is an accurate quarterback? Interesting. Interesting. Uh Keep going. I think he's more accurate than Andy Dalton. So that's kind of how I'm playing it there. (laughs) Um, And I actually like Justin Fields. I know that there are some some question marks about that, uh, but I think that he elevates Darnell Mooney's profile more than Andy Dalton does. I would agree there. I would 100% agree in there. And I know we have some intera- We have some people in the chat. Just wanted to shout out. Uh, looks like we've got Michael Bryan, D-Turn, and Rye Rob. Apparently that's our nicknames, David. We're back at it. I, so I we guess we're back at the nickname coin. And, huh? <laughs> we are. Uh, Kev, I know we don't have you for a ton of time. So I wanted to move from the NFL side to the college side. So we'll talk, talk in a little more of the, the Debbie, I guess, kind of background stuff. So give us same question. Just now focused on college football players. Who are some guys, because I have to admit, I am a much bigger college football guy than I am an NFL guy, admittedly. I, I'm very open about that. Who are some college guys that you're expecting to pop off? Could be freshmen. It could be whatever classification. Yeah, I went all over the board for you guys on this one. I love Zonovan Knight, running back from NC State. Uh, I've been a big Zonovan Knight guy this year in uh, Debbie Leagues, and I've been getting a lot of good values. You saw him against USF. Uh, he had 163 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they have some weird usage in how they use their running backs, though. Like, I wish they would give him the ball more. Uh, it frustrates me because uh, I do think that yeah. he's a workhorse. And this is, to me personally, is a down class for running backs. I don't see as – it's not as as high as some other people have kind of talked about. It's like, so Knight realistically could – I mean, there's not a – there's a chance he could work his way up into the top three, top four running backs in this class. Uh, so Knight was a guy that I've been going after. Matt Corral is a guy that I have receipts on that I've talked about could be, you know, top three quarterback of this class as well. I do think this quarterback class is not as, uh, I I don't want to say as high, but there are some question marks in this class compared to maybe the last couple that we've had. So Matt Corral from Ole Miss was a guy that I was definitely targeting. Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama, Mm -hmm. wide receiver. Uh, He's definitely one. I like small school guys as a Fresno State season ticket holder and also as just a I like those small school stories. I know they don't always do well to profile and call in the NFL, but Jalen Tolbert's another kid that I think that has a shot. South Alabama that he, you know he put up good numbers last week. Uh, he has a good frame, good size, a good release. I liked a lot of things that I saw from his tape. And then the freshman that it hurts me to say is Xavier Worthy from Texas, just because he was going to Michigan, and then of course you know we screwed it up. Uh, but he saw the most snaps for a freshman at the wide receiver position in the first week. Sark is going to use him all over the field. He's going to use him just like you, Jalen Waddle. I guarantee it. And he is explosive. And I think that he's going to have the biggest rise among like Debbie circles and college football circles that we see. 
Interesting one. I want to ask you about Jalen Tolbert for a second because you talked a little bit about like going back to the high school profiles for a guy like him that is maybe a little under recruited because Jalen was a guy that was actually a, a two sport guy, played baseball yeah. a little bit at South Alabama. How how does that? I guess the line between like, hey, he's a small school guy, so I need to you know temper my expectations as far as like the high school realm. Like, how does that work as far as I guess evaluating fantasy from a big school versus small school perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah. So realistically, like for me, I don't take any small school running backs. Like for the, for like when I, when I'm in Debbie mode and like fantasy mode, um, I stay away from non-power five running backs. Now wide receivers, I think that we've seen them hit, not they're the hit rate for them is a little bit more, um, but I definitely want to see them hit that 30% dominator rating. And Tolbert is close to that. He hasn't hit it yet, uh, but he is close to it. Uh, and I like, and it's weird. You might know better than me with the NFL draft stuff. Like six three one ninety five used to be like, yeah, but now NFL guys like it's now it's five nine one eighty, and you're like, wait, what happened to my mouth? And so like, I think it's taken me a couple years to adjust how the NFL is starting to look at these guys. But I do still like his profile. But from a Debbie perspective, October's not a guy you're probably drafting in Debbie unless it's deep, like ten rounds, like deep guy. Uh, he's more of like a C2C, which is a whole nether kind of format. But as far as Debbie, you're looking at like maybe, maybe a shot later. I do like what he has, but yeah, he would be more of like, he's in your rookie draft rather than on your Debbie roster. Gotcha. And so C2C, that's can, uh, Campus to Canton? Do I get Campus that right? to Canton. And that's okay. a whole nether, uh, we, we can do a whole nether show on that. But yeah, that's a whole nether like <laughs> degenerate, like you're doing two teams, NFL and college side. <laughs> I love how he keeps going back to the degenerate term. I love it. He's like, I know all these degenerates that do this degenerate. We do. We but do. You're, you're friends with them, so it's interesting. Um. <laughs> I'm a degenerate as well. Like, I'm in way too many of those leagues. I mean, a C2C startup is 45 rounds. So you're drafted wow. by the 45th round, you know, college guys, and you really got to know your stuff in there. And it's, it's fun, but it takes a special level. Like, you guys know. Like, you have to know these guys. Like, you can't just wing that and stuff. No, that I mean, I'm glad that I mean, the rounds I've been in are seven rounds, and then I sign a couple free agents after the draft. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. so because I I mean, forty five rounds, I would be a nap. I would need protein shakes and freaking ham sandwich. Your, I mean, your, that was your all ADHD awesome. medicine. You need yeah, everything. a lot yeah. of that. So, hey, tell us about some of the content that you have uh, working on uh, for your recent put out. Yeah, you know, you guys, we, we do every week a Fantasy Pros Debbie primer. Uh, me and the Jeff Bell, Christian Williams from the Debbie Royale, we basically write up who you should be watching in college football every week and Fantasy Pros. We're thankful enough for them to put that out for us. Uh, I have a Campus to Can uh, website that basically focuses on C2C leagues. I do a stock watch and we look at values and then obviously the podcasts that come out. But, you know, take a look at the Fantasy Pros Debbie primer. We're really proud of that. Uh, fantasy pros has never done Debbie before and they brought us on this year because they want to do it. So we're trying to get Debbie more out there uh, for the masses because we know it's kind of a niche thing. So we'd appreciate you guys taking a look at that. Yeah, Kev, I guess the last thing I'll ask for you is I, I mentioned your Twitter handle and all that good stuff, but social media handles, if you want to throw them out there real quick, we really do appreciate you all the time you've given us tonight. Yeah, it's kind of out there, but it's an homage to my Cowboys and my, my late grandfather. So it's at Du Bois underscore 22. Emmett Smith was his favorite player, and so I've always just kind of kept it. I never really wanted to get involved in fantasy, and all of a sudden it happened. So now I just got to keep it. So, yeah, at Du Bois underscore 22. Go Cowboys on Thursday. Let's hope they can shock the world, right, and play the bugs. <laughs> well, 
let's hope. I just want some good football to say the least, man. So again, Kevin Coleman, you can catch all his work. Fantasy Pros, co-host of Debbie Royale, co-host Super Fantasy Bros, also a member of Triple Play Fantasy. Kevin, appreciate it, man. We'll have to do this again. We'll talk to Kansas Canton sometime soon, all right? Hey, anytime, guys. I appreciate you letting me on. Thanks, Kevin. Yep, thanks, guys. All right, well, there's our first taste of a little fantasy football, David. Um, do you know anything about Campus to Canton? You know anything? I, I know knew nothing about – I never – listen, but before you booked him, I didn't know what the F a fucking Debbie League was, a camp, Campus to Camping thing. I don't know any of that crap. I was just like, you know what? We're going to talk some fantasy football. Who should we be starting Thursday to Saturday this week? And then all of a sudden, I see all these questions, and I'm like, what is this stuff? I'm going to spend half my day researching all this crap to know what he was going to be talking about tonight. It was, And I love how he just referred to himself and his friends as degenerates. <laughs> because, I mean, it's just like, oh, my God, you're, like, totally digging into high school kids and scouting them. To I mean, it's really? just like that's – I mean, you got to put a cap on it somewhere, brother. You got to put a cap on it somewhere. So I'm doing a dynasty league for the first time. I have not dove into the Debbie realm. I don't know if I'll ever get into the Debbie realm because, like, honestly, like, I just don't have enough time, to be honest. I applaud those guys, though, man. They're putting some work, man. They are going about – they are hitting those recruiting profiles, all the recruiting platforms. Like, they are doing their due diligence. I think it's really cool. I mean, if we're talking about, like, the long-term outlook, because, like, these guys are following these players for years and years and years. And, obviously, they're not NFL scouts, right? So, like, it's a little bit of a different, you know, perspective. But it's still pretty cool to get all that background information and to know these guys inside and out. I I, I do agree, though, there is probably a line where it's, like, it's probably a little too far. But it's still I, I still respect the hard work. I just want to put that. I always down. respect hard work. You know me. But <laughs> when you're going that far, I mean, I would cap it at senior in high school, getting recruited. Okay, now, okay, I get it. But when you go past that or di- deeper than that, I'm like, oh, come on now, man. Let the kids yeah, be yeah. kids. Let the kids be kids. Well, it was a lot for sure, but I'm I'm glad we got into the fantasy world here, man, because Kevin Coleman's a cool dude. Uh, glad that he gave us a little insight into some NFL guys, some college football guys. We're about to have Jason Centrella on in just a second. Before we do, Maverick Sports Consulting has room to onboard for five new clients this fall. If you are an athlete, a coach, an agent, or a professional working in the athletic field, take advantage of our openings today. We work with our clients to maximize their current positions, as well as prepare them for their next. If you are ready to take your career by the horns and achieve your goals, be one of the five new Mavericks clients. But don't delay. There's only five spots open for the fall. Head to mavericksportsconsulting.com today. So we got Jason Centrella is about to join us right now. I'm taking him on literally as we speak. Oh, he is not there. I'm going to bring him on. I think there's two of them. Hey, Jason. Oh, is Jason there? No. Jason? On, off. Hello? You guys hear me? Oh, yes, there he, he is. Audio. Jason. What about video? Not sure. Not seeing you on video, Jay. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that camera. <laughs> He's the ghost tonight. There should be, Jason, there should be on the bottom right of the screen next to where there's the mute button, there should be a little video camera. I think all you have to do is hit the video camera and it should pop you on. While we hopefully figure that out, Jason Central, I just want to do a quick intro into him. He has worked for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for three seasons in their PR department as well as worked at the NFL League office in the PR department as well as the football development, development 
department. He is an avid DFS, which is, of course, daily fantasy sports player, and will be the co-host of a new podcast, Dual Threat DFS, alongside our own David Turner. (laughs) Technical difficulties notwithstanding, but uh, we're excited to to join the Maverick uh, Sports umbrella, and uh, we will definitely be – we'll put a face to the name eventually. Definitely next next time, if not within – the next few minutes, but happy to be here, fellas. Um, yeah. Feeling a little, so I'm showing my IT rookie status right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you having it all. I'm sure we'll get through the technical issues. If not, we'll definitely have to have you back on, Jason. I think a good way to start is I gave you a little bit of an intro, but I would love if you could just give our audience, I, I mentioned what DFS stands for, but tell us a little more about it and why it's caught on so fast over the last two years. Man, it sure has. It's, it's, it's the best thing going right now. It combines gambling, you know, degenerates. David's not a degenerate, but we're, we'll get him there in a probably another week or so. DFS is degenerates for sure, right? Every, every game is, impo- is important down to the last minute. Um, you know, it's basically like fantasy, but it just got a lot more important because – you can make, you know, there's million dollar winners every single week. Um, there's going to be a winner. It's not like you're playing blackjack and everybody at the table can lose, right? You're gonna, there's gonna be people that are gonna get paid, and you know their processes are gonna pay out. They're gonna, they're gonna, it's life changing money, right? Plus, it's just fun. So if you're just in it for the fun of, of it, there, you know, you can do a little 10, 10 person league just for the day against your boys. Throw ten bucks on it, whatever, and you got bragging rights until, you know, at least till the Sunday night game. Um, but it's just not going away. The, the league ownership groups group is in on it. You know, they're, they're own, they, they fully embraced it. So now you're getting basically full cooperation from the league, which is, which is huge. You know, before guys were getting hurt or the transparency wasn't there, but now everything is in place. So you're seeing it thrive now. Now, what, what made you feel that a DFS, po- uh, DFS podcast was a good idea to jump into with me? <laughs> I, because I, that's a great question. I don't know why anybody would do anything with you. God, David, David has the scouting brain that I I admire from afar, and I'm going to come to to basically just pick his brain from up close, and I can't wait to apply that to uh, to the DFS world. Plus, I think that people are going to to want to hear what he has to say. You know, it's not all about projections and weather and and yards and schemes and you know you got you got somebody who's in the film room with the athletes who know what the coaches want and what the tendencies of the coaches are and the players so it's like you how much how much you're inside the ropes behind the scenes you know you're you're it's it's invaluable information from from like according to me anyway my opinion I know for me, well, I don't know, but we'll see. Well, we got to get through episode one, then we'll go further. But for me, it was exciting to get involved in this because I'd, I've always wanted to try this DFS stuff. But in Arizona, it hasn't been legal, but till seven days ago, like I was saying earlier, Ryan. So, yeah. you know, we haven't been able to try it. And then when Jason approached me last week and I was like, wow, I was like, you know what? Let's really jump on this and create something because I think it'll be fun to show the audience me as a rookie going through this stuff. You know, even though I do have knowledge of stuff and uh, a lot of football knowledge, you know, scheme, fit, draft strategy, this is all different. It's like we heard about our, with our first guest tonight, way different strategy on how to draft teams, why or try to draft players and things. And even talking with Jason to get the content ready for our show, you know, I, I've learned about like, you know, staying off certain players and 
getting on other players just because you know the betting's going to be different and you know if they if there's less people betting on a certain player you know and you win with them you you make the money you get more points different stuff it's just crazy so the strategy is a lot different which is com- completely starting to suck me in right and it's also it's kind of goes along with gambling in general obviously gambling dfs is basically gambling i know there's like a little debate about that but it, there is no debate but you know the public <laughs> doesn't know what they're doing in general right they we know that casinos wouldn't look the way they look if they didn't know what they're doing your bookies would be out of business in 10 seconds so it's kind of like the same thing here like the, if, if the public is united on a player sometimes obviously they're gonna they're gonna perform but most of the time if enough of the public is is united they're the guy's going to fail i don't know if there's no there's no reason i don't know what the reason is but it's just fact it's just crazy how it works out that way and you really have to, you know, for example, if, uh, if, this, if there's a two, two-headed attack at running back and, and one of them gets hurt, so the other guy gets to start, like that, that guy isn't automatically going to perform. You might have to look at the third guy who never gets to play. Now he's excited to play, get his 10, 12 catches or touches, you know, he, and he's going to be like minimum salary because he never plays. So that might be the guy. It's the guy behind the guy, if, if I could quote Trent from, from Swingers. <laughs> Jason, let me ask you something because I am very fascinated by this because honestly, this is not my world and I'm kind of learning as we go along here with the daily fantasy sports kind of um, perspective. So for this, it, are we drafting players every week? Are we drafting teams and kind of, you know, exchanging like almost like a dynasty league? Like is there different sectors of daily fantasy sports? So they have just started now with like best ball leagues that you can play and it'll do the whole entire season. But for the most part, it's, you know, it's the one day season, really one week season, if you will. Um, So yeah, you're going to just draft your team just for that day. It's like, if you draft Josh Allen first round in your fantasy league and he gets hurt, you're done for the season. But in, but in this, you're only done for that day. Right. So you can pivot to somebody else for the next week. Or if, if you, if you want, if he gets hurt at one thirty, you can jump into a four o'clock league, and now you're all good again, right? Everybody's healthy. So you know, there's a lot of options. There's a lot going on. There's, it can be crazy, and you're gonna you could drown if you try to get to it all. So you got to go slow. You got to you can't try to swallow it all whole. Um, I have a feeling I'm gonna need a life preserver. Yeah, right. You got to you got to do one. You got to clean one room of your house at a time. <laughs> a single room. That's really funny. And I, I know, uh, Jason, I, I we had written down here that just for a strategy that we're going into the, this opening week of games for the audience out there in case they are involved or they want to get involved. But if you want to give us a couple strategies, like what are things that we should be kind of – what are things that we should be considering going into this opening week now from a DFS So, yeah, like a beginner, the first thing you want to do is just go to the your you know NFL spreads and look at the – over-unders, right? Those are the games that are projected to have the most points, which translate to the most touchdowns, most yards, most fantasy-friendly environments, right? Um, that Those aren't always the case, and those games that are projected to go over don't always go over, but that's like a good starting point. And you want to see who's favored and by how many. Uh, if you want like a road underdog running back, you, you better convince yourself that, you know, that team is going to be in the game. Or the guy, or the or the game script's going to take over, and that guy might not get enough carries, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so you know, <laughs> you just got, you got to really think your way through everything if you want to if you want to succeed. Um, 
if you want to win big money, obviously you can cash and, and, you know, keep it friendly and keep it fun. But, you know, you want to take into account a lot of, a lot of the, the totals. Um, I like to look at, see, at what the public is doing and as far as which teams they're, they're like loving. Uh, some of the teams this week, basically road, fa- road favorites are like kryptonite for me. I don't, I'm, not, I'm very leery when it comes to road favorites. I like the home underdog and I like the ignored home underdog. So this week, like San Fran, Green Bay, and Seattle are are, are road favorites. Uh, I know the the Packer game is now neutral, but you know those teams. I, one of those three teams, I think, is just going to lose the game outright. So I would look at the you know at the Lions, at the Saints, and at the Colts uh, when if you want to try to be like a, a contrarian lineup, so to speak, um, because. If one of those three teams loses, the other team is going to win. And if how are those teams going to win? You know, is it going to be Jonathan Taylor with a big game? James Winston can have a big game. You know, the Lions. I know that's disgusting, but you know, Swift, Hawkinson, somebody from that team is going to do something. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not in love with the Niner offense as it is. But obviously, they should win 37 to 10, and everybody goes on and they run for 260. But if they don't, hey, you might see a little DeAndre. You might see, you might see some action from the Lions offense, even though. We don't know anything about Dan Campbell and his staff and what they're trying to do yet, but we'll see. So, yeah. Well, when Campbell was in Miami, he just chopped wood. I mean, he was a guy who was old school mentality, chopping wood. So I don't think there's going to be a high powered offense being shown its face up there. He likes to eat kneecaps. That's <laughs> right. Him. So might see, see some ejections and some, some skirmishes, some uh, something like that. Yeah. And Jason, yeah. I, I would love to ask you because I know, you know, I, I have played fantasy football for a long time. And I'm wondering, especially with like the betting side of everything, how much do you feel like just practice and experience in this realm, in the DFS realm has kind of helped you to better understand it? Because I have to think there's there's probably a lot of um, trial and error to this type of uh, side of betting and side of fantasy. Yeah. So like anything else, right, you don't really learn until you fuck up and when you right. it, it, you better learn when you when you fuck up anyway so you do a lot of trial and error you you, you see what works what doesn't work and you, and you file it and then you try to not apply it it's it's just hard though because our you know your instinct is to gravitate towards you know the popular guys or the guys with the good matchups or the guys who you know are going to the hall of fame or you know or some team that's supposed to win big that day like that shit is just not that easy but you just keep falling into that trap it's hard to get away from that but once you take some emotion out of it and you, you know, you talk your way through it and you look at all the games and you try to just be neutral. It starts to make a little more sense. Plus you want to look at like weak winning lineups that, you know, if you're in a, if in a tournament with a thousand people, you finish like 600th, go check out the top five and see who they had. See how, you know, see what's working for people because what you, what you did didn't work that day and what they did probably wouldn't work the next week, but you have an idea of like how you're going to build a roster. Why did this make sense? You know, stuff like that. You got to think your way through the game really, or through the whole slate, as they say, that's a DFS term slate. <laughs> I, I, I know David wants to get into the dynasty Debbie side. Do you, do you do any work in there too, Jason? I'm not. Yeah. Those are, those are cool uh, little terms that I learned. I don't, I'm not a, I, and I liked, uh, Campus to Canton, that's beautiful. But I don't know anything about. Nice. No, I don't. I, I I'm very limited on the. Uh, 
he's joking because there's no way I'm going to dive into freaking re- 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 recruiting and researching freaking high school kids. There's never in my life you, am I going to do the that. Ti- you have all the time in the world. But you, what you're going to do is dive into fourth and fifth receivers when there's a shitty Thursday night game that you have to. But I already know those guys. Like I already, I, like again, I know those guys. I know the schemes. I know the players. So that's not like a big research project for me. Going to high school, no. you know how many high school football players there are in this country? Oh, good God, Boy, no! Way too I'm, many. Sure I, I'm sure. I'm sure I can look it up right now if you want me to, David. How many? High but knowing those, knowing that fifth receiver who you know who was a co- college quarterback, that that's a little. Some people are going to be like, "How the hell do you know that guy?" Right? But you're already there, so. It's, I think it's kind of the same thing. But uh, high school freshmen, I agree. Like that's a little crazy. Even juniors are a little crazy. But uh, I can't go there. No that way. industry is going way, way young. So on our first show Thursday, we're going to do a Thursday this weekend, but typically we'll be doing a Tuesday and a Saturday. And, you know, I know we talked about Tuesdays are going to be like an early week projection, see what people can, uh, you know, go out and, you know, kind of um, forecast for their uh, their week. But then Saturday – the, the day before uh, the NFL games, we're really going to uh, approach the NFL games and lock it in. And people can listen to our uh, podcast on our Patreon account. They have to go follow us on there. We'll do our free posts on uh, Tuesday. And then the Saturday is the post. So you got to go got to go over to the Patreon account and get the starting lineups. But what should they expect? What should the audience be prepared to hear? Yeah, we're going to we're going to attack the, the games from from two different sides, you know, the scouting side and then the the DFS side, basically, for lack of a better term. And we're going to see, you know, who, who we have in common, who, who we oppose on. Obviously, we're, our own opinions are going to come into play here. But this, I'm, I am personally am excited just to hear what you – what the schemes are going are gonna to tell us what to do and what not to do and what coaches and tendencies and players. And, you know, I'm like Matt Stafford. I can't wait to see him play with the Rams. I mean, that, I, the, the, the handcuffs are off finally. So that's just somebody that I'm excited to, to see. And I want to hear, you know, I'm excited to hear what, what your take on, you know, what they're, what they can do with that offense as opposed to what they couldn't do or what they were scared to do or whatever McVay, you know, is, is adding to the, to it now, stuff like that. So there's a, there's just the bottomless pit of information that we're, and we're going to dig all the way down as far as we can. David, you know, you know who else likes the Rams he wants to see what Matt Stafford does. Another guy on this podcast. <laughs> he might be. He might be. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me. I know you can't wait to see. I'm excited. You know, when they made that trade, that when we got on our podcast that week, I was fired up because I love Matthew Stafford is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, yeah, me I mean, too. in the recent years. And he has just been stifled up there and, and with Detroit with so many bad teams and players and schemes around him. And I agree with you. I think under this new regime down here in L.A., and then they went and got Sony Michelle and gave him breathing new life into his mm-hmm. career. I mean, it, it's a scheme that fits really well. I think Stafford, I mean, the way he's smart with the ball, he knows where to go with it, and he's got arm talent above arm talent. So, I mean, I when you talk about being able to, like, take the top off this freaking offense, what it really could be, I, I don't think we've ever seen McVay have a quarterback like this either. Yeah, and the, oh, the, the Akers injuries even, even unleashing him a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, easily the most talented quarterback that McVay's had. I mean, the, the best thing, David, honestly, I'm so excited just for the simple fact of, like, you know, he has Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and – Sean McVay obviously is a, is a great offensive mind, but it's just nice – 
for him to finally get some recognition. Because I feel like you, know, you mentioned arm talent for, for a second. Like guys are going to talk about Pat Mahomes. They're going to talk about Josh Allen. Like I feel like those are a couple of the guys that people think about, you know, when we're applying arm strength to ability to throw from multiple angles and to layer the football to, to you know, different levels of the field. But Matt Stafford, man, is does he have a top three arm in the NFL? Possibly, man. Like that dude could – as a host, you know what I mean? So right up there with yeah, with Russell Wilson and Allen and yeah, I mean Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you want to mention Russell around uh Ryan. Oh, I he love Russell it. Wilson. I love Russell <laughs> Wilson. I really do. I love Russell. Uh, you were not loving him last year is when I was talking about Russ cooking all week, all time. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's it's you wore it out and then he fell off the face of the earth the last like six weeks of the season. But yeah, I don't you know. know what happened there because he was cooking some good food most of the oh, year. They went because man, they went so far left on it. You know, it's like oh, let Russ cook. I'm like cool, that's awesome. But then they forgot that they have to run the ball to let him keep cooking. And right, like, gotta run the ball. It's You're gonna call all those play actions. You gotta kind of keep running. But they, yeah, I don't know what they were doing. They- but they got my boy up there now. Shane Waldron's our new offensive coordinator. I've known Shane for freaking twelve years, so I know what he's about to do. He's about to he's about to bring some good offense up there to Russ. They stole they stole Shane from the Rams too. It's all it's just goes back to the Rams, you know, just like Notre the, Dame. the McVay coaching tree, right? It's already grown. <laughs> That's it, man. That is absolutely it, David. Any last second questions to Jace before we? Let him go for the night, Jason. Really appreciate all the time, uh, of course. And I will definitely have to have you back on. I'm going to be tuning in this week to the first episode. But then I'll let David ask any final questions that he may have or anything that he wants to throw out there in the excitement of the new podcast launch. No, you know what I'm excited about is this whole – it's a new challenge for me. Yeah. And I'm getting to do it with Jason, who was on our uh, draft. You know, he was part of our draft cover show when we did the live draft show. So yeah. that's where Jason and I met. And now we get to rekindle this, uh, you know, this friendship and put it into a podcast. And I get a new challenge in life, which is this DFS world, which I really don't know much about. I mean, you and I sit here, we talk draft picks, we talk about draft strategy, we call draft math, all that stuff. Well, now in the DFS world, and like we heard earlier tonight, there's a whole different kinds of draft strategy, which, you know, people are trying to suck me into. So it's like, it's like, okay, let's see what we got. And when Jason starts talking about this stuff with the one day games and the, you know, the leagues and this and that, and how many times this person's, you know, how many percentages this guy's in this league and all that, I mean, my head was spinning. I, I told him, I said, dude, you got to give me a day or two to like really sit back and think about this because I didn't know anything about it. So I started researching. I created a couple of accounts and started looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. I think I can be successful at this. It's a different challenge. So let's see what we can do. And I to go up against him and, and battle with him each week and give the audience, you know, what he thinks and what I think. And, you know, hopefully it turns some results for him. I mean, cause it's like, like we've learned, it's a good source of income. Someone's going to win every week, whether it's you and your buddies in a, in a, in a, a friendly league or you're you're in a, a million dollar competition somebody's winning the games this week so you got to be prepared to you know put some money on the line and go after it well spoken like a like a true degenerate in training <laughs> in training <laughs> in well, training Jason, really appreciate all the time. Again, I know David just kind of highlighted a bunch of the excitement around, but if there's anything that you want to leave the viewers with, whether that is social media handles or you want to put a shout out or you want to tell us where you can find the podcast when it is live, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm at Teterboro JC on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm 
just a little little nugget maybe for the Tampa-Dallas game. You know, we know that Tampa stuffs the run like crazy. And we know that their O-line doesn't look good. And Dak, who knows if he's healthy. So I don't know if I would lean toward Zeke at all on any of my lineups on uh, Thursday night. Obviously, you got to have him a little bit here and there. But I wouldn't be loading up on Zeke. Maybe a little Gio Bernard in the new James White Ooh. role. I'm, I'm liking him a little bit more. Uh, David loves Gio. David loves I like Gio. Gio. Yeah, Gio's my boy, bro. And he looks good with his like <laughs> porno mustache now and his media picture. So, <laughs> I mean, if he, if, he, if he can give us like five for 50 with a touchdown, that'd be great out of the backfield. That's fantastic. Well, Jason, again, appreciate it so much. We'll definitely have to have you back on again to tell, give us a little more insight into the podcast when it's up and running and kind of in the middle of the season. But we really do appreciate all the time. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoyed it. And I will look forward to being back. Talk to you soon, All right, bro. All right. Well, David, we are rocking and rolling, man. So we got the fantasy football perspective. And then, of course, we just got the DFS side of everything, which, of course, you're now talking about, hey, let's make some money along with being great fantasy football players. We have one more great interview that we're going to get on in just a second. Before we do, are you an athlete, a coach, a foundation, or charity? Would you like Mavericks to make you a free NFT? Well, all you have to do is follow, share this episode, and DM us at Mav underscore sports on Twitter, and our brand new NFT department will make one free NFT for you to post and sell. Follow, share, and DM at Mav underscore sports for a free NFT tonight. So, David, that last interview of the night, we're getting away from fantasy football. We're getting back to the real thing. We're getting back to the football field. A lot of fun. I haven't even really talked to you much about it, but a lot of fun um, uh, college football this past uh, this past weekend, uh, past week in general, really. There's been games kind of littered throughout. And we saw, I think it ended up being six FCS opponents beat FBS, oppo- beat FBS foes this week. It was they got one coach to retire. <laughs> Yes, and, yeah, and Randy Edsel is retiring for UConn after their loss to Holy Cross. So we saw South Dakota State absolutely blow the doors off of Colorado State. And then I needed to hit up Quay Holmes, who is a running back out of East Tennessee State, who I'm bringing on right now after their huge upset victory over in-state Vanderbilt. He had 149 yards, averaged six and a half yards per carry. Quay, appreciate you coming on, man. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Nice Absolutely. to meet you, Quay. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, man. I, I know Quay. We talked about you know try, trying to get uh, a uh, interview together a little while. So I thought, like, what better time, man? Because I've been wanting to kind of touch base with you because I'm impressed by you just as a football player in general. But then this huge win, man. And we're talking, of course, East Tennessee State. You're in the same state. You're going down there, um, over there, I should say, to Vanderbilt in Nashville, and you take down SEC foe. FBS foe, in-state foe, take me through that game, the atmosphere around the team during the upset, and just how surreal that environment was during that game. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was unforgettable, man. I mean, we came in, I mean, obviously we knew it was a SEC team, FBS team, and for me, really just looking around the country, like you said, seeing all the upsets within the FCS to F- FBS team, so I mean, we were just like, man, why not us and let's just join that wave and I mean, as the the time started running out and we kind of knew that we was winning, I mean, you could tell, like, it was like we really just did something special out here today. 
Yeah, and I was so excited, man, because like again, because like you, you're talking about the atmosphere. We're talking about the great FCS just landscape for a second, but we're talking. I mean, because how far is Vanderbilt from East Tennessee? What's it like four hours or so? I think right somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, it's like four hours, and it's in a different time zone. I think that's a Central time. That's zone too. That's funny. I didn't even realize that because when I hit you up, I was like, "Yeah, we're on Eastern time." So I, apparently, we're both on Eastern time. I did not know that. That's yeah. a nice little nugget there. But how cool is it, man? Just outside of the FCS to FBS and to the SEC, but to know like, Hey, when, when we're talking about, you know, the, the, the state of Tennessee, you're going to talk about the Tennessee volunteers. You're going to talk about the, you know, Vanderbilt Commodores. And those are kind of the first thing that come to mind, being able to beat a team, FBS, SEC, and in the state by 20 points, it had to be just crazy to think about really. Yeah, it definitely was. And I mean, I just feel like it really put us on the map, you know, a lot more and, uh, that's really that was just the biggest goal. You know, we didn't want people thinking that it was just going to automatically be a blowout. And for us to go out there and dominate the way we did, I, I really think we opened a lot of people's eyes. How's it helped, you know, your, your your confidence as a player as well as attacking the rest of the season, but as well as the team I and mean, the rest of the season? How what's it been like since the victory? What What is the conversation like and how has it changed since the victory? Well, you know, with those big games, man, it's, it's, it's hard to forget about it. But the thing is, you know, every Saturday we have a game. So we can't come in on Tuesday getting ready for our next game, still thinking about uh, the Vandy game. But it definitely gave us a lot of confidence. We were glad to see, you know, just how good we could be when we when we dialed in. Um, but we also can't get overconfident thing that just because we beat Vandy, that means that, you know, all we have to do is show up on Saturdays and we'll win. You know, we have to take that same mind said that we had in those weeks of practice leading up to it and just apply it every day that's really what's going to keep us going and I want to ask you man because I know you know obviously we want to spend a lot of time talking about the upset but I also wanted to take it to a different perspective for a second because we've talked to a lot of guys on the show before FCS guys division two even some division three guys that were affected obviously with Hey, last fall, you know, spring into the fall of last year, cancellations due to COVID-19, obviously, push into the spring season. Talk to me a little bit about just playing in the spring, for one, because hey, it's the first time that's ever happened, right? And do you feel like having that spring going right into the fall was beneficial to you guys in any way? I honestly do think it was beneficial. Um, and a lot of people say that the quick turnaround – would probably hurt, but I think it helped a lot. You know, we were still coming. I mean, we just had played, so, um, and we didn't lose any guys. So it's kind of like you were still in that game mode. It's not like we played in the fall and then didn't play another game until the next fall. I mean, we were just playing games a month ago. So that's still been a lot of our minds. And uh, we had a pretty decent spring, but we definitely feel like we could have did more. So just having that uh, mentality and that want to win us, I feel like that definitely propelled us into this fall. And what's it like just having a more normal fall back, man? Because I know it had to be super difficult just trying to navigate all the uncertainty. See, like, when are we going to play football? Is it going to be this year? Is it, If we're going to push into the spring, are we go- definitely going to have a spring season? Knowing that we're back in the fall, college football is upon us. It's a more normal season. What's it been like just getting back to that normalcy? I feel like it just feels right. I mean, everything is kind of like coming back together, you know, with – the community around school, you know, we're able to have fans in the stands now. So it just feels like we're getting back on track. Um, you know, like you said, that spring season, that was the first time anything like that's ever ha- happened. So uh, we weren't really used to it. <clears throat> and then, like you said, no fans or anything like that. And um, even like 
campus life, it wasn't, you know, as, as, uh, as much as it usually is, but being able to play in the fall and, and knowing we're playing in the fall, I, I definitely feel like we're able to just settle in into, into our routine and just get the ball rolling. And I didn't even ask about that, man. I can't imagine because, you know, you're a, you're a senior, so you're of age and everything, right? I can't imagine what the sights were after that victory in Nashville. It had to be crazy just from that perspective, too. I didn't even think about that part. Yeah, it definitely was crazy. I mean, our, I feel like we had probably more people than they did. I think at the end of the game, some of the Vandy people were cheering for us. So, I mean, it was just a special time. It was definitely unforgettable. Now, this all being said, and it, honestly, there's a lot of a lot of ways we can take this conversation because it was not only a great victory, but, I mean, what you guys are, as young players went through from the spring to the fall and this is adversity that you guys are all, you know, having to adjust to. But what are some of the team goals – what have they set forward for the 21-21 season for the team and for yourself? Uh, I mean, we all have, you know, our team goals, they never really change. Um, there are team goals are win every home game, make the playoffs, win the SoCon and national championship. So um, that's, that's those are our goals. And the funny thing is that even with that Vandy win, you know, we haven't checked off any of our goals yet. You know, we'll play at home uh, these next two weeks and we'll be able to work towards our goals then. But that just kind of – push you in perspective of like, you know, that was a good win, but there's still more work to be done, you know, and just because we beat them, that, that doesn't uh, solidify anything. So those are our team goals. And then for me, um, there's some all time uh, records that I'm close to. And I mean, that's really what I'm just pushing towards now. Um, and I just want to leave a legacy and just be remembered for, you know, the things I do on and off the field. Let me ask one question here really quick, Ryan. Let me get into this. I just want to jump in here. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I know. But I thought of some. With this notoriety and things, how are you getting any – are you getting hit up or anything for uh, NIL stuff, anything for your name, image, and likeness um, coming from, you know, a smaller school? Is, is that new judgment in that new realm hitting you yet? Yeah, it's definitely uh, been in the works. Um, I don't have anything set in stone right now, but I've definitely been uh, talked to um, just around, you know, our, our city. You know, Johnson City isn't really a big city and it's it's really new to them as well just to be able to use uh, college athletes. But since it started, I've definitely uh, talked to a lot of people about that. That's fantastic. And, and Quay, obviously, I wanted to reach out to you originally because I think that you're a guy that the NFL is going to have some interest in. I think you're a guy that can play on the next level with the physicality that you bring to the running back position and the good feet that you bring to the position as well. So I guess my last question is just kind of looking forward for a second, man, because I know you have the rest of the season. That's where your priorities are. That's where your vision, how surreal is it to know now that like you're at the, you know, the, the apex of your career. It's almost time to maybe make that jump. How surreal is it just to think that like in a very short amount of time, you could be a professional football player down the road. Yeah, it has definitely hit me a lot. And, um, you know, you try not to stay there in that in that mindset. But, yeah. I mean, it definitely does hit me. And just to know that, you know, this time next year I could be playing pro football. And that's that's what I would uh, – that's been a dream of mine. And, and that's something I've worked for for so many years. And just to know that, you know, it's a couple months away, I mean, it is surreal. And um, it just really makes me hone into this season more, just knowing that, you know, this is kind of like my last – push to, you know, show what I can do um, and, and show these scouts, you know, the player that they'll get. But uh, it, it's definitely a, a mind-blowing thing just knowing that, man, I've been playing football since I was five. And back then, you know, NFL was just something you throw out there, you know, something you want to do. But now 
seeing how close it is and seeing that it's a big possibility, man. It's, it's an amazing thing. Absolutely. So again, Quay Holmes, star running back, East Tennessee State University, fresh off the 23-3 victory over Vanderbilt. Quay, going to give you like 30 seconds here, man. Any social media handles you want to throw out there? Anything at all that you want to leave just the viewers with, what you're excited for for the season? The floor is yours, my friend. Man, I just want to say y'all tune in to the Bucks, man. I mean, we got a lot coming. Uh, you see how we just started this season off. We're going to keep it going. And um, just want you guys to tune in. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Quay underscore Uno, uh, all lowercase letters. Um, and, yeah, man, y'all just tune in. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, Quay, if we can do anything for you at Maverick Sports Consulting, please check out the, our, the website. We do a lot of work with athletes on their interview prep and stuff to maximize what they're getting about what you're about to go through. And so if there's anything we can do for you as an appreciation for you coming on tonight, let us know. And if you want a free NFT, just let me know. We'll make one up for you so you can put it online and sell it. All right, definitely. I appreciate that. Absolutely, Quay. Well, we appreciate you, man, for hopping on. Best of luck for the rest of the season. I'll definitely be bugging you when it's draft time, though, to get another interview. But we thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, David, three down. We're almost out of here. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I'm telling you, man, I hit up Quay uh, going – it was last fall because I had seen the – the um, actually, it was the spring. It was like right during the spring. He had had a couple really nice games. I got a glimpse of him like, dude, this dude is a big physical running back. He runs hard, great contact bounce, leg drive. I'm like, he's on my radar a little bit, you know? And, of course, you know, I'm watching and I'm just like, dude, like this dude can play a little bit. So – um, had to hit him up, had to get him on my radar a little bit. And he is, for me, a guy that I think NFL draft-wise we're going to have on our radars here very soon. And then, you know, of course, perfect situation here, right, man? Like we got him, of course, on as he gets the upset victory over Vanderbilt. To cap off the night, man, fantastic interview sections tonight, David Turner. No, I was excited about this. I, I, it's, it's right before the first game, so the fantasy show made so much sense. But then to get Quay on after that huge victory for that for him and the the, the whole program, and you know what I really was, I really I wish we would have had a little more time with him. So we'll definitely bring him back because yeah. I, I really wanted to dive into some of the NFT stuff or NF, uh, NIL stuff, and you know how it's working in a smaller town and how it I know how those conversations are going. I mean everybody's reporting so much on you know the Alabama players making this money, but how is it affecting the small school? You know, small American uh, young man's lives that you know they could they could use a cheeseburger and fries too. You know, you don't have to just right. give them all. You don't have to give all the Big Macs to the big boys. You can go down south and get some get some good home cooking now. So you know, I would love to help him out. And like anybody else who's listening, if you all want some help, just go to MaverickSportsConsulting.com. We're, we're that's what we're here for. We're trying to help you all out. So let us know how and where, and we'll show up and be there for you. Yeah, man, the NL, NIL world is something that I really want to just keep diving into a little bit because, of course, we had, you know, Corey from Dreamfield on. I just saw – I was watching a Notre Dame game, and, you know, at first, Kyle Hamilton has an interception for Notre Dame, fantastic football player, but he's on the other sideline. He takes his helmet off, and it's like – seems like he's showboating a little bit, and then I heard someone kind of say, like, they think that's an NIL thing a little bit. You know, he's trying to show his face, which I didn't even think about in the moment, but just kind of some of the – little intricacies of the NIL and just how everyone now is going to kind of be pushing their name image and likeness out there. I think it's a fantastic conversation that we want to keep having. Want to thank everybody that was staying with us in the chat tonight. A part of the three interviews that we had on um, 
Kevin was fantastic from fan from uh, Fantasy Pros. He came on and talked to us about Devi Dynasty, a little redraft, a little bit of everything. Campus for Campus. <laughs> Campus the can, baby. Yes, I'm, we're going to have a full show that's just all campus can. But then we have Jason on that gives us the betting side, the gambling side to the fantasy sports, which honestly, it's not my world. So I was just listening to you guys talk. I was listening to him talk specifically. Tell me about it. I did not know much about it. And then having Quay Holmes on here after a huge victory over FBS SEC foe uh, in Vanderbilt with 149 rushing yards in that game. He was the catalyst for that offense for the score 23 points against an SEC defense, in theory. I mean, are they really an SEC defense? That's a conversation for it all the time. I was going to say, but, it's Vandy. Slow down there. <laughs> yes, but by definition, they are an SEC defense. So, uh, great performance, great show. David Turner, we're going to end here, of course, with our little segment of 30-second shout-outs. I would just like to say – Thank God for college football, man. I know we have NFL back for Thursday night here, but just having college, man, I was just sitting on the couch on Saturday. The baby was watching with me, and she was just like kind of crouched down on the floor. She was like encapsulated by college football. I was like, yes, thank you. I don't have to worry about you crying or you know being hungry during college football. This is fantastic. So, so thankful to have college football back. Um, David, as always, ending with you, my friend. What is on your mind this evening? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right there with you. College football was great. I mean, as the listeners and audience knows, I can't move around, do too much right now. So, you know, between the games early last week, was it there was Thursday, there was Friday games, there was yep. Saturday all day, you know, and then you get into there's still one on Sunday and one on Monday. You know, it broke up my weekend so nice, and I got back into it, and I was just loving it. I was tweeting. I was doing stuff, you know, that I hadn't been doing for a while, so it was really great. So I, I am echoing what you're saying, and I'm so excited for the NFL season to start and, um, you know, to see this 17-week season or and see how it all pans out and plays out. You know, I was on a phone call today talking about AFC West or East, and it seems like my uh, my take on the AFC East is a little bit out there, but I told them we'll see after week four or five if you know who's who's coming alive and who's dying down. So, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be really interesting to see how they manage rosters and stuff. That one extra game really does matter. Um, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting ride this year, and I'm sure we'll we'll be taking it with all the fans. You and I will be talking about it every Tuesday night. And thanks to everybody who's coming coming through. Thank you for helping me with the the podcast and everything. While I was I've been on the healing on the mend. And now it's just time to get after it and do some do some good stuff with some football. Yeah, man. I got to ask you about your AFC East take because I have not heard this yet. But want to thank everybody that stuck around with us. If you can do us a solid, really, we really appreciate it. Outside of continuing to listen because you're fantastic. We would appreciate a like. We would appreciate a share. We would appreciate a recommendation. And, of course, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Tell us how awesome Ryan and Dave are every single Tuesday night, 8.30 Eastern time. Enjoy football this week, folks. We'll be back same time, same place next Want more from our hosts, David and Ryan? 
Visit mavericksportsconsulting.com and learn how we can help you take the next step in your sports career. Until next time, this is Mav Sports Take. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.